Welcome to Wolves Cast, everybody. The summer is over and we are back. It is time for the Wolves Cast season preview, and this is part one. Scott, welcome back to the podcast. It feels so good to be back, everybody. <laughs> I'm so ready for this NBA season. I can't tell you how excited I am, but this is the frustrating preseason month, which is like spring training in baseball. You just hate it. Everything, everyone's at training camp. It's preseason right now, and everyone's team's going to be awesome this year. I'm watching a lot of preseason <laughs> basketball games, seeing a lot of you know the deep bench squads that are get to play like the second half of those games at this point. Scott, we'll talk about the team plenty here uh, over the course of many parts of um, our show, but uh, first, let's talk about our podcast. We changed the name. Changed the name. Just decided to make it easy. You know, we're, we're big enough to admit when we're wrong. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, you have a name, and then you use that name for a whole year, and then you decide, got to change. Right. So we've decided just to go by Wolf's Cast. Keep it yeah. nice and breezy. Drop the the. Yeah. No more Timberwolves, the podcast. Uh, it's kind of going to be, you know, it's still going to be Scott and I. It's still going to be mostly what you come to expect from last season, but we're changing the name. I hope that's okay with you. Uh, if it's not, well, too bad. We're rolling with it. Yep. We, it's the, too late. the dot com was available. We already had the Twitter handle. There's lots of reasons to do it. Um, the Timberwolves did use it a couple years ago, and maybe that's what was holding us back. But they don't use it anymore. They go by Wolves Radio yeah. now, which I think is better for them. I like that. Wolves Radio. Yeah. You know? And so, we're Wolves Cast. Yeah. And so we're Wolves Cast. So that's that. Make sure you uh, update your brain accordingly. File us away as the Wolves Cast portion, and you can find us just about everywhere online as at Wolvescast. So check us out there. Also, big news, we have things to sell you now. Merchandise. We have merch. We're back. It's season two, so we decided to launch with some merchandise. And uh, starting right now, if you go right now to wolvescast.com, you can get yourself a Tom Thibodeau. We're going to call it the Tibbs mullet pin. All right. Tibbs mullet pin. An iconic photo of him. Yes, wearing the uh, the old Timberwolves <laughs> jumpsuit from back in the eighty or late eighties, early nineties. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, you you know the picture, right? right? It was probably nineteen eighty six or sorry, the Wolves were in nineteen eighty nine, so it's not eighty nine ninety. Yeah, um, I think so. It's from that era. He was the assistant coach to uh, Bill Musselman, and there's a great picture of him looking all young with the mullet and Rocking the, dope, the mullet. dope track jacket on. And uh, so we made a pin out of that. You can buy it at our website wolvescast.com and yeah we got pins up there for you. it's a nice little enamel pin um it's eight dollars and uh, you get free shipping since you are a faithful listener of our show all you gotta do is enter the offer code ice ice uh in the box if you and ever forget the code you'll hear Thibodeau's yelling it out yeah, he'll to yell, remind you yeah he yelled at you all season and uh, you get free shipping just because you're cool and you listen to the podcast so go check that out go tell your friends and yeah pick up a tibs pin to wear to games this season. Go check it out because if this were not a podcast, if this were a visual medium, we could have already showed you and you would know how dope it looks. It looks great. You're going to want one. Scott, this is the first of uh, a couple different season preview pods that we're doing. Chopping and, it uh, up. We're chopping so- it up. Somebody's got to go to Wiggins' <laughs> homeland. That's right. I'm going to Canada soon. So we're recording all these a couple weeks before the season starts and we're going to release them over the next couple weeks. So be looking for more, but we're starting with part one, and the theme of this segment is the big questions and the big answers. <laughs> and we're going to give go you the, with them. We're going to give you the biggest answers too. Yep, that's what you've come here for. We we give the people what they want. Okay, so we got like nine big questions that we came up with, and we're gonna we're gonna give you the definitive answers. We're gonna start obviously with the big, the number one question everyone everyone's mind all the season previews. Scott, will the Timberwolves? 
make the playoffs? That's, that's the our question. first question. That's, that's, the, that's what everybody wants to know. That's the big question. Will, yeah. the, will the drought end? Will it end? Will we not be the longest, uh, the, the you know, the team with the longest playoff drought in the league? We, we, we it will be, it will be yet to be seen. Um, but what do you think? Do you think? Uh, I think most people have the Wolves right in that mix, right on the border. Right. Do you think it'll happen? Personally, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Why not? Why, why won't it happen? Um, I just think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be right around that number in the West. And that um, just, you know, there's a lot of teams in the West who are going to be around the win total. And I think that it's hard to jump so many wins in one year, even when you uh, replace the entire coaching staff and, you know, replace the bench and such. But there's still... Uh, you're, you're, are we going to win like 13, 14, 15 more games than last season? You know, Yeah, it's a huge jump. It's hard to do. And uh, a lot of the personnel is the same. There's going to be some growing pains with some of the young guys. And there's going to be obviously a predi- uh, injury or two that we can't predict right now that we got to think about. So obviously, you know, anyone could get an injury. Damian Lillard gets injured and maybe yeah. there's a playoff spot for the Wolves, <laughs> you know. But uh, just the way I see it right now, it's it's not likely. Right, I'm with you. I, I could see a path to it. Yeah, it could happen. No, but it's, like it, it's in the car. It, there is a scenario where the Wolves make the playoffs, but I just think I'm with you. A lot of things kind of need to break their way. They'll be in the hunt. That's what I'm excited about. I'm excited for them to be near 500 all year and to be in the hunt. You know, come March, uh, maybe even come April, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of things. If if I had to pick now, I, you know, I'd say it's maybe you know like a 60 40. Uh, chance of the Wolves, um, you know, maybe don't make the playoffs, but the, it's, it's a possibility to be very exciting. And, and, and honestly, I just don't think making the playoffs this year is that big of a deal. It's just about improvement, about getting closer to 500, and about figuring out what, what the team is to go forward. And, and I think that's how Thibodeau and everyone kind of views it as well. Yeah, and I think we've talked about this on last year's uh, when we were doing the pod. We were saying, uh, ask me about how many wins I'll have. I can't control about how many wins the other teams in the league will have. So yeah. it's hard to know whether or not they, you know, they're going to make the playoffs. But might they win 41 games? Yes. That'd you know? be great. That'd that be could, so That good. could happen. Yeah. You know? The West is just so deep. The and West is so hard. I if think, this was the East, it might be different, but the West. And got last better. year, I think the Rockets won, uh, got the eighth seed going yeah. 41 and 41. Okay. So, like, maybe that's, that's enough. That's about the bar. You know, yeah, but, that's going to be about the bar. Yep. All right, next question, Scott. Uh, will Chris Dunn win Rookie of the Year? Back to back to back for the Timberwolves. Could it happen? Back to backs never happened. Obviously, three in a row has never happened. Ben Simmons out uh, a couple months with a with a foot injury. Um, you know, Chris Dunn could could it happen? Could Chris Dunn? Will Chris Dunn win Rookie of the Year? I'll start on this one. Uh, I'm also going to go no. Sorry to start with two no's on this uh, on this big questions uh, pod here for you, but I'm just not sure he's going to have the minutes. I- I'm high on Chris Dunn. I think he's going to be a good player in the league. I'm excited for him to play on this team. I'm excited to see what he can do. But I think um, you know at least for half the season, you know, going and maybe maybe and beyond, he's just going to be on the bench. We'll see what sort of role he can get, grow into after that, whether it be, you know, um, if, if, if Ricky is somehow moved, which we'll get to in a little bit, or if maybe he's, a, uh, it turns out he's, he's better next to Ricky starting. Who knows? Um, but I, I just don't see him playing enough minutes for him to win Rookie of the Year. What, what, what do you think? Um, I know that you're just saying that because you love Joel Embiid so much. <laughs> you believe in the process. The process. Believe the, the oh, Joel the name. process Embiid. Oh, I just love him so much. <laughs> and I hope you know if he's healthy enough to play every game of the season, maybe Embiid will be a rookie yeah. here. But yeah. 
Uh, I'm just going to say yes. Chris Dunn, Rookie of the Year, it makes sense to okay. me, especially now that Ben Simmons is I out like of the it. picture. Yeah. I just think that, um, you know, the Lakers are going to be such a bad team. Like Ingram is going to get his numbers, but yeah. uh, I think a lot of people will dock him a little bit for being n- good numbers on a poor team, whereas the Timberwolves will be a story that the national media follows all season long. That narrative, they can't help themselves True. True. about this team with the young stars. Trying to you know end the playoff drought up here in Minnesota. Everyone's going to be following us, so he's going to get a lot of national attention. We're on national television a lot more this season, yep. and he's got that story of rags to riches. Him and his brother, you know, it's a great story. Also, and he's older. That's the thing too. He's that might older. be good. Like Ingram, he's going to get plenty more minutes, but he's only like nineteen. Dunn's like twenty two. Yep. Uh, so I think that more could, physically mature. Yeah. He's ready to handle all those minutes. That, yep. And you, you know, maybe he won't get that many minutes, but maybe he's playing for Tom Thibodeau. He's going to get all the minutes. There we go. So all right. uh, we could see a lot of minutes. He could be like Tom Thibodeau's little Lou Aldane pet project, where he plays way too many minutes, possibly. <laughs> so absolutely. Okay. Cool. Uh, next question uh, for the big questions for this season, uh, Scott. Will people go to the games? And furthermore, will it be annoying? That's the question. That's the big question. What, what, what do you think? What is this about? What do you mean, will people go to the games? Well, I'm conflicted because we went to the fewest games that we've gone to in a season. It was last year because yeah. uh, tickets were getting really expensive yep. with the flash sheets and it was getting so pricey. And so we didn't go to as many, but there was still the stadium was still empty. It's mm. not like they had good attendance. They had terrible attendance last yeah. year. The worst in the league, I believe. Yeah, one of the worst, for sure. And, uh, you know, and but the, yet their tickets were so pricey. So... What's more, I was saying like, oh my gosh, it's going to be annoying when all these new fans come, all these bandwagon fans, people who, it's going to drive up the price for people like us, who just want to go nice and cheap, like we've always gone, <laughs> and I, I now I realize maybe that point is moot. Maybe it doesn't matter if more fans will go, because the price will be high even if more fans don't go. Prices were high last season, and yeah, I, no one was in the arena. I think, you know, winning changes all this, and, you know, last year's team, although, you know, it was exciting to have Carl Anthony Towns. And, uh, you know, a couple other things. I think, you know, when you're one of the worst teams record-wise in the league, your attendance is going to follow. So I think there will be a lot more people at these games this year because if, you know, what we're prognosticating comes true and the Wolves hang around 500 and are chasing playoffs all season long, uh, people are going to come out. You know, I I think you can already feel the buzz for this team. Um, and I think it's going to carry through to people attending. I don't know if they're going to skyrocket to the top of the league as attendance, but I think just like their win-loss record, they're going to go from the bottom of the league to the middle of the league. Yeah, and also I took a look at our schedule. We have a very easy schedule at the beginning mm. of the year. It gets really yeah. hard at the end. So, you know, once Vikings football ends, everyone will be sure. will be in that uh, heart of the schedule where all the good teams are coming to town that yes. you want to go see. So <laughs> maybe it'll start off slow. I remember during our uh, last season with Kevin Love, that was the last season where we're like, we, we were in the playoff race 40, all year 42, for that. Yeah. And uh, even that season, I remember going to games and being like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people here, <laughs> does it, Neil? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So maybe uh, they always say it takes a year to catch up where we would have to be good this year and we'll see the more people show up next year. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. New Jumbotron, you know? Yeah, new scoreboard and, uh, you know, other renovations happening. And uh, yeah, I just think the win, lo- the winning, the winning will drive people. Into the building, prices be damned. Uh, next question for us on the docket here: How has Tom Thibodeau changed or evolved? Um, this question, I think, you know, everyone's very excited. Tom Thibodeau's in town. We made pins, um, you know, so lots of excitement. He's, you know, by all accounts, one of the best coaches in the league, 
and um, biggest offseason acquisition. Absolutely, by just far. Pull, pulling in Tom Tommy T. Biggest free agent signing in Timberwolves <laughs> history. Yes, huge and and really just a huge sea change for the front office and for uh, everyone in the franchise. You know, so many people you know were let go or fired. It's it's a new sheriff in town, and it's Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden. Um, yeah, we so, gave him the keys to the car, the car, and the garage to put the car in. We gave him everything. Right, you know? and and so everyone understands that Tom Thibodeau is a great coach, but I think what most people also understand about him is that he had an ugly breakup in Chicago. Things mm. did not end well there, and there's lots of finger pointing, and who knows who was in the wrong there. Obviously, probably both sides, but he, you know, he has a reputation of possibly playing guys too many minutes, and you know that leading to injuries. Um, but then there's also been lots of talked about his sabbatical, uh, his year off after he was let go from Chicago, after he left Chicago last season. He he says he went around the league and went to all these different coaches and visited practices and things like that. I like how Thibodeau's walkabout isn't like <laughs> the walkabout. he's not going to like the Aust- Australia wilderness or whatever. Like he's going to gyms. He's just, he's just walking through other gyms across America. Gym gym. Like that's his his soul searching. Is he's like I need to see other gymnasiums. That's right. He hasn't seen enough. So, so how do we think he's changed and evolved? Do you think he's maybe learned from his ways and understands that he has this rap about him? And do you think the minutes thing, you know, will be less of an issue? Um, or do you expect Cat and Wiggins to average thirty nine minutes a game? <laughs> um, I mean, there's maybe what Tom Thibodeau thinks he's changed, yeah. and then w- whether he actually has. Because yeah. it's it's hard when you're out there and you're coaching and you just want to play Wiggins that extra three or four minutes a game. You yeah. know? And he says, I want to play, coach. When those games are going to oh. be tight, who's going to play? Right. What side of him are we going to see? It'll be very interesting. I'm glad he took a year off. Uh, I think anytime you get dumped or anytime you have a <laughs> bad break to end your relationship, yeah. too many people rush back into that next relationship. And uh, I don't want it to be his rebound, you know, yeah, his rebound team. You gotta clear your mind, right? So I'm glad he took his sabbatical. Uh, hopefully, I think one of the things he probably saw uh, in a lot of gyms is about how teams are getting smarter about resting their players. Yep. And uh, I don't think he visited too many teams where he's like, "Yeah, the coach gets to decide with the <laughs> medical staff." So, um, yeah. man, knock on wood. I hope he's changed. But uh, there's like, like I said, thinking you've changed, and then when. The 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 tire hits the road. Yeah. The rubber meets the road. Yes, there, there we go. Is, That's what I was for. The rubber meets the road. What side of him are we going to see? You know, I think an area where I've seen change, or maybe it was just something that I didn't expect from him. We talked at the end of last season about how we were hoping for Thibodeau, and maybe even in the summer when when after we drafted Chris Dunn, what we expected the Wolves to do in this off season. I think we expected them to be more short sighted. We expected Tom Thibodeau to go get all the vets. Maybe clean out some of the younger dudes, and he didn't do that. Right. You know, it's been a very, I think, reasonable and patient um, off season for the Wolves. You know, they didn't they didn't swing for the fences, and we thought they'd bring in Pow or or Luol Deng, and that's not to say they didn't try to get those guys, but they're not here. Uh, minor adjustments. Most of the young guys, all the young guys from last year, are still here, and I think that's super smart. I mean, that's the more prudent way to go. Uh, it, again, it might leave us on the outside looking in on the playoffs this year. But I didn't expect that from Tibbs. I guess I just thought he'd come in here and 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 flip it all upside down and try and get in this season. But that that shows me growth from him. You know, yeah, I think that's cool. He's saying the right things in the press right now. Yeah, He's talking about developing the guys and you know not going win now. So yes. Much. We'll see once again and once if he reverts to old school tips. Scott, next question here. Will Ricky Rubio be traded during the season? Just for this season. Let's not even think about beyond in season. I'd say no. 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 
it's uh it's hard to make trades midseason. You almost yeah. always get more value on the off season. And especially if uh I mean I just don't see any way that Chris Dunn or Tyus or John Lucas the third or whoever it may be or Levine. Yep. I just don't see any way that any of them are gonna be ready to run an offense by midseason. Right. Um especially like I said, easy schedule will probably have an okay record at that point in the yeah, season. In February and, or so. And I just uh, I mean, I think Thibodeau will just understand that like you can't make that trade. And Ricky's got such a good contract at this point. He's such a cheap contract that mm-hmm. it's really hard to deal something like that in season. And especially, all, this was a problem last season. It's like, all the good teams have point guards. Like, what team are you going to really trade him to, you know? Yeah, there's only a couple teams you can think of who, you know, obviously the Kings have been rumored, and you can think of maybe the Pelicans or something with Drew Holiday being out, but... I, you're right. There's so many talented point guards in the league. Ricky's contract, you know, makes him even maybe even more valuable than, than maybe certain teams who want to go for him. Maybe there's an injury that happens to a contender and they, you know, panic trade or something. But um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I can't see it right now. Again, beyond this season, who knows? Question mark there. But in season, I just don't know. I mean, I think again, I think the Wolves will be good in the first half. I think things will be going smoothly. And especially, I just think it's the best decision to hang on to him, even if you're not sure about him long term. I think, again, he will run the offense. He will give you the best ability to take a look at all our players for this whole season. To get a, um, you know, to get a, uh, you know, sample uh, of what these guys can do. It's not going to help you to throw in Tyus or Chris Dunn in there instead of Ricky. I think that muddies things for what some of these other guys are and what they can be. I think having Ricky in there really, really shows you what these other players can do. Yeah, it's hard to put in an offense when you can't when you have point guards who can't even get into sets or right. anything like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ricky was the only point guard who could get players to be like where they needed to be so that they could run their sets. A lot of times when Zach was point guard, it was like he can't make the first entry pass to get the set going or anything like right. that. Uh, next question, Scott. Uh, this one is not a yes or no. We're going to have to name a player here. Which player will make the biggest leap forward this season? Oh, you start this one. I need to say. Okay. Well, hmm. Good, it's, it's a good question. You put this one it's, in Wait, here. is this a figurative or literal question? Which, Who's going to make the literal <laughs> biggest leap? Probably right. Towns. I, no, he, Levine. It has can, to be Levine. He can <laughs> leap forward. Lots of good leapers. Levine will dunk from the three-point line. He'll Love. make the biggest leap forward. Uh, I actually have Wiggins in this one. I think Wiggins is, um, you know, I think he is the player who can thrive the most under the new coaching. And under Tom Thibodeau, from what we know about him, I think he has the tools um, defensively to really jump forward this year. And uh, apparently they've been working on his shooting and his ball handling um, in the offseason. So I expect him to hit more threes, and I expect him to really flesh out his all-around game. I expect to really see that those flashes of Paul George um, that you know that we've kind of all hoped for, you know, kind of for Wiggins, and and so I think he's the guy. You know, I think he's going to get a lot of minutes, as we've been saying. I think he can sort of maybe look to Jimmy Butler as maybe like another like prototype as someone under Thibodeau who really grew um, as a young player in his second and third season. So I'm going to go Wiggins on this one, and I just think he's got all the tools, and hopefully he's putting them all together finally. I, I like that answer a lot. <laughs> yeah. You also going to take it? I, I'm going go to take well. it. You're double up? You can. Uh, that would be the easy way out. Yeah. Uh, but that's a great answer. I, yeah. The third year leap, hopefully, we see well, from Wiggins. Let's go. Yeah. I feel like he's so close. Yes. Um, but I'm going to say Shabazz. <laughs> All right. Uh, just I think that Shabazz has been really yanked around in terms of structure. He hasn't had any hmm. for like three years now, three different coaches yeah. for him and it's always been changing what his role is, and nobody's been quite sure about how to play him. 
And Tibbs is, has like a system where Shabazz is going to have a defined role. He's only going to have to take care of A, B, and C on defense. You know, yep. go here to here to here. And I think that that's going to really unlock a lot of his potential because he's got all this talent. But it, watching him play is to see a guy who doesn't know exactly how to like uh, hone it yes. all all the time. You yes. know, so um, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen this season, I think. And um, Shabazz is just. We, we've seen it as Wolves fans. He's so talented, but it's just like he can't, you know, he's just wild energy all over the place. So I think that uh, just having a set role and, and being focused on that is really going to make some eye openings to Shabazz Muhammad this yeah, season. Yeah, I think, you know, by all accounts, again, where we are right before the recording this right before the first preseason game, but it sounds like he's a pretty solid portion of that second unit and he's going to get minutes. I think him being a restricted free agent along with Gorgie this year is also going to lead him to getting lots of minutes. Both those guys are going to play a lot. They get, I mean, Gorgie's had a lot of minutes already. I think they kind of know what they have there, but maybe they don't with Shabazz and they might need to put him out there a little bit more. Um, to really figure out what they want to do this next offseason with him. So I think any kind of consistency point, would help yeah. with him because he hasn't had any consistent role. I think he's finally going to get the minutes to kind of show what he is. Right. I can't wait. Nice. Okay. Next question um, is is about Target Center and about the renovation. Uh, Scott, will, uh, will Target Center smell like sawdust all season long? What do you think? I'm going to say yes. Yeah. It will smell like sawdust. They got the new scoreboard. They've been working on the, the new uh, suite level yep. um, all summer during Lynx games. You've been seeing the bags over the over the suites. Um, I've seen pictures of the new like Skyway entrance like kind of being built and stuff. So I think they're going to be doing a lot <laughs> during the season. Yeah, I think we've all probably worked in an office building that's <laughs> a bit under construction or yes. something at the time where you just are like, okay. Okay, and we can't use that Wayne. You know, so <laughs> stay like, away from there. It will be interesting. I'm sure there's going to be some concession stand lines that snake around, oh, like weird concession, uh, like weird construction. And, <laughs> um, I'm sure it'll be a weird year, but it's not like it can make the inside of the Target Center any uglier than it right. already was. And this be some more hard hat areas. Yeah, the concourses might just feel even tighter for a little bit. I but. think it's going to be a smelly, smelly sawdust, and uh, you know, maybe hear some saws. You know, see uh, yeah. some sparks flying. You can hear hammers kind of during games. Yeah. Instead of now just hearing the like coaches yell when you're watching TV at home because the arena's so empty, you'll also be able you'll to nail, hear nail guns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, you tossed me the ratchet. Yeah. You know. yeah. That'd be good. That was that was that was a good impression of the of the construction. Yeah, I could hear that. That's good. Yep. Yeah, Target Center, get ready for the renovations all the season, and uh, they'll finish it up next season. They should have done like promotional, like have like all the Timberwolves like dressed up as like hard, like construction oh, workers wearing the hard great. hats. Yeah, and, like, pardon our mess or whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, <laughs> or, or building Sorry. building to the future. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know you put that on the billboards or on the season ticket schedules or whatever. Come on, uh, yeah. you got to promote. Look out for that at Target Center. So be careful out there, guys. Stardust is slippery too, so make sure you wear some, some grippy sneaks to Target uh, Center this uh, this season. They can't just have them go play at the XL like no, the Lynx. They no. gotta, you know. <laughs> oh, I also I'm just gonna go out and say congratulations to Lynx for winning their championship. I don't know yeah. when this podcast will run. Yeah, by now yeah. it's happened. So congratulations uh, to they've them. They've done it. They've done it. I feel Con- confident. Congrats in saying to the that ladies before before the finals have even started. <laughs> Next question: uh, Can Zach Levine, Shabazz Muhammad, and Nemanja Bialica improve on defense? Obviously, Tom Thibodeau, known for his defensive ways, his uh, revolutionary system, that kind of thing. Everyone expects the Wolves to be hopefully a top ten defense in the league. That's really going to be something to watch. But those are probably the three biggest, uh, uh, you know, play, the players who need the most help on the defensive end. Scott, do you think 
all three of them can improve on defense? What, what do you think about that? Who, who's going to improve out of those three, maybe the most? Um, well, I think it, it's a different case for Shabazz and Levine than it is for Nemanja. For Shabazz and Levine, both of them have uh, attention issues on defense. They get they watch the ball. They're not Ooh. paying attention to what they need to be. Float. They just let their mind get spacey on on defense and. Thibodeau's not going to let them do that. It's kind of what I was just saying about Shabazz uh, improving. Thibodeau's going to give them the, like, if you do this, if if this happens, then do this. If this happens, then do this. It's not any kind of, like, freedom of choice for them to <laughs> make these decisions. Now yeah. they're going to be in a system where they run through their checklist on defense every time. And I think just that kind of structure and knowing that they, they have to do that on defense or else they're not going to get minutes is what they need. They just needed that structure to keep yeah. their mind from wandering. We'll carrot. We'll carrot there. Nemanja is a little different. I mean, I think he is just like needs more time to figure out American defense. <laughs> um, he's just fouling everybody and all the Euros yeah, say. Typical Euro thing. Yeah, your first year, you're just getting all those whistles. So he didn't get enough minutes last year, I think, to make me feel confident that he's shaking that right now. Yeah. But hopefully, he'll see the kind of growth that we see from a lot of international players after their first year getting uh, you know a whistle every time they touch somebody. I think going back to you talking about Shabazz making the biggest leap, I think defense is what's going to play into that. I think this is the year for him to figure out on the defensive end. Um, you know, I don't think I think he has a body to be able to defend most most twos and threes in the league. So I think he can do that. I just like you said, it's a focus thing. It's a it's a drive thing. He needs to want to, uh, you know, lock down his man as badly as he wants to snatch that board and put it right back up. You know, that kind of thing. He seems to have such a nose for the ball on the offensive end. He seems to be such an animal on that side. And then on defense, he's just not. So it, I think it is an effort thing. And I think that is somewhere you can look to the coach and say, you know, is this going to get figured out? And with Thibodeau, hopefully the answer is yes. So I definitely see Mohammed, uh, you know, more than the other two improving on that end. I think Levine probably will start the season and he might be the worst defender of those starting five and will be able to get by. But I think Mohammed uh, will probably need to be able to, to be a much better defender to see the, see the court this season. Otherwise, guys like Rush, um, other players are going get, to get time ahead of him. Especially if it's what you were just saying, like him not trying. You yeah, can't get away with not trying. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a whole other thing. Uh, okay, one more question for the big questions portion, Wolf's Cast Season Preview Part 1. Scott, who is most likely to get major, not minor, tattoo work done? Oh, wow. What a big great piece. question. Talking a big piece. Yeah. Talking a big leg thing, maybe across the back, there's so, uh, there's neck. So, there's so many opportunities here. <laughs> Hands. I, I think the answer is Cole Aldrich. Oh, boy. Because that's a big man. He's got a lot of canvas to work with, you know, and... Yeah. He just got paid. He got a, he's yeah. got a big contract now. He's oh. got some guaranteed money for the next several years. He can get like a world class artist, to right? Be working on something. It, not it's not like Gorgie, where Gorgie's entering <laughs> his restricted free agency. So now he has to you know wear a lot of business suits and go be presentable in front of people. And Cole yes. Aldridge now just got paid. He doesn't need to worry about his tattoos hurting his money for a little bit. Yeah. And so now he can really uh, go wild. I bet he's got like a friend you know from high school who's a tattoo artist <laughs> or something in the area now that he's back home. And uh, it's just the backup big thing that, uh, you know, he's going to see all Peck sink and he's going to be like, oh, man, I got to get some of that. <laughs> yeah, he can be the new Peck as far as that goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have Chris Dunn for this one, and I think it's a similar thing. He's coming to some money. Yes. He's finally there. But more than that, he's coming to the league. I think he can get, you know, some, some you know, 
mama i made it type of stuff happening you know some dreams come true type of thing happening maybe a tattoo um, of whatever his hometown is or yeah a reference yeah, to yeah, it. yeah exactly he again he has a he has a crazy story about being young and being homeless and stuff like that and kind of being an orphan and you know i think a lot of that can you know now that he's made it to the league can you know influence someone and getting getting something done and uh, yeah, I think I think Chris Dunn is uh, going to get the, those, those that rookie ink. He's got uh, that happening. rookie contract money going now. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I think he's most likely to get some tattoos uh, happening. We'll have an eye on that. We got we got to see what he has now, take account, and then be ready to you know see if something new pops up. Maybe during the season, you see the, maybe see the sleeve in a place that you didn't see it to start right. the season. It's like that's a sign that he's getting work done. He's covering it up for a few weeks here while it's healing. You know, and then boom, that's, I mean, that's, that's what Peck used to do. You'd yeah. be like, oh, there's a wrap on his leg. What's next? Yeah, exactly. What's under you there? Wait. Oh, man. I've, Only a couple I weeks. Re- I remember waiting for that wrap to come off because I was so excited unveil. to see the next tattoo. Yeah, absolutely. Although I could always see Wiggins, like, surprising me with one someday. Like, oh, yeah. He reminds me of Durant, where, like, one. Durant always had the business tattoos only. Yeah. And then he came out and got, like, a giant leg tattoo or he something. A, he got a Rick James tattoo yeah. this year. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what it would be where, like, Wiggins would get one where you're like, really? Yeah. I wasn't expecting either, one, that big tattoo, and two, for it to be someone like Rick James, you know? What if, like, the Blue Jays win the World Series? Could you get, like, a oh, could you get, like, get a thing? Big, get a big, like, maple leaf with a Blue Jay Yeah, he's always wearing the Blue Jays hat, so maybe he would get that maybe if like a team one of the, one of these guys is like teams like win it yeah you know? exactly then you might see that and i think blue jays could do it i bet you if uh, kentucky had won the championship yep. cat would have gotten oh, one you he's got to have one already if he doesn't big uk yeah that's what i'm thinking <laughs> the cat swiping he doesn't have any all, all business tattoos right now i can't see any of them he'd maybe get like a john calipari tattoo he loves that guy those guys love each other yeah, Calipari has nothing but amazing things to say about Cat. Cat raves about Calipari. They're just like, they're just bros. I yeah. can see it. I, I can definitely see a good, a see Calipari him yeah. tattoo. We'll ask him about that Coach when we Kit. meet him. We'll be like, "Yo, would you ever get a Calipari tattoo?" Uh, I, love, I like that idea. <laughs> we also know Ricky. You know, he got his cover up tattoo. We haven't yeah, heard the story back of his yet. neck. We don't know why he had it covered up. Um, so he I wants could, something bigger. He, maybe he wants to get like so, like a giant piece in honor of his mom or something. Yeah, you I know? can see that. Yeah, that's a good guess. So. So, so many people are candidates for this one. Well, definitely, though, <laughs> we'll we up. are your source for yeah. this news. No one else is watching it like we are. Nobody else is discussing <laughs> tattoos on their podcast as frequently as we will be. That's so. right. Well, that wraps up our big questions season preview part one um, portion of our season preview. And, um, yes, thank you for listening. If you have any other opinions about, you know, maybe we missed something here in these questions, please tweet at us. Please let us know what Send you think. Send us your dumb questions. I mean, big yeah, questions. Yeah, big questions. Not dumb. Big, dumb questions. Send us your big, dumb questions. Send, send them to us. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we have many more season preview um, parts coming up that, uh, you know, will be released in the coming days, coming weeks, right before the season and stuff. So um, stay tuned to your feed. Again, it's Wolves Cast. It's not Timberwolves, the podcast. You got to erase that part of your brain. We are now Wolves Cast. Don't forget it. Uh, make sure you head over to our store and check out the Tibbs Mullet Pin. You guys, you need to have it. It's a beautiful thing. You need to have it on your... Uh, it's going to go great on your jersey when you're wearing it. It's like Wolves games this year. It's going to go great on your winter coat this winter. Um, so check that out. It's only 8 bucks and free shipping for, for free you, the shipping. listener, the, the loyal listener. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, all for, uh, that's all for this part. Part 2 coming up next. Keep on listening. Thanks. It's the Wolves Cast Season Preview.